This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Driving Outcomes, your source for inspired solutions to address the most pressing leadership concerns of today. On each episode, we examine the latest developments in applied research and education and how it impacts your business and social outcomes. Our host, Tracy Shirachi, brings you conversations with groundbreaking researchers, educators, and business leaders who are changing the face of leadership every day. And now, here's Tracy. Hi, everyone. I have the pleasure today of introducing two individuals from Kila, which is based in Vancouver, British Columbia, but serves over 10 countries. I have Najid Kassam, who's the CEO. Najid is a dad. Um, he's been volunteering since he was three years old and has dramatically grown Kila. I have Samantha Lego, who is our marketing director and is a wonderful storyteller who loves telling stories about nonprofit organizations. And today we're going to learn a lot more about what Kila can contribute and do for nonprofit organizations. Now, over the last prior sessions or prior episodes of our podcast, we focused a lot on workforce resilience organizational agility, and data and frameworks. And as part of agility, we spoke a bit about artificial intelligence and really wanted to highlight what artificial intelligence and data can do in the nonprofit community and how it can really help nonprofit organizations, especially as they're focusing on virtual fundraising and really better understanding who their donor is. So I'd like to ask Najid, can you tell us a little bit more about Kila and what really inspired you to... Um, not only focus on nonprofit organizations, but more specifically data and artificial intelligence. Tracy, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here representing uh, Keila and the wonderful women and men that, that I get to work with every day. It's a pleasure, and then I'm excited about our conversation. Um, Keila, well, you know, Keila, I'd like to start, it was an accident. Uh, uh, but before I get into the story, I can tell you a little bit what we do now. And so, you know, at our core, Kila is a is a platform for nonprofits. It's an administrative platform that it's a CRM, it's a database, it's a fundraising tool, it's a series of uh, intelligence uh, uh, and analytics tools. Ultimately, it's the place where we hope and see our customers go to get work done, administrative uh, work in the sector. And uh, administrative tools are not the sexiest thing in the world, but um, we found we're able to help organizations exponentialize their impact, grow their fundraising, and ultimately create more change in communities by simplifying their work, by automating their work, and by helping them make better decisions. So, you know, Kila is a platform on which nonprofits can grow and, and build um, a lot of the, the work that they do every day. Um, now, what Kila isn't is a, a programming tool. We don't, you know, we, we, that's not where we focus. We help orgs with, you know, nonprofit compliance and marketing and um, uh, reporting and um, database stuff. Uh, but 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 um, but we stay away from the programming. And so, how does it compare against other CRM tools, or why would? Non, or why should nonprofits focus specifically on Kila versus any other CRM? What's, what's distinct and what's really valuable and insightful about Kila for nonprofits specifically? Great question. So, you know, we, we see our CL as our, our value propositions as a couple fold. The first one is fundamentally Kila is really easy to use. Kila was built for the sector by the sector. Our staff have 
I think more than a hundred years of nonprofit experience as a team. And so we're not only building the tools for a sector, we come from the sector, we still serve the sector. You know, I, I'm the executive director of a think tank. We have people who are mentors and do programming, et cetera, et cetera. We are the sector. And so what we've been able to do is build a tool that's, that's specifically for organizations and it's easy to use, it's intuitive. We've put a really UX or design first approach. Um, the second thing that's unique about Kila, I think, is that we've embedded intelligence and insights into every part of our technology. So um, you talked a little bit about AI, but it's not just artificial intelligence. It's also other kinds of intelligence and predictive tools and reporting and analytics. But we've done it in a way where you don't need to be a computer scientist or a data scientist to understand it, right? How do we make it accessible to fundraisers, to executive directors, to boards, to folks who are grinding in the trenches and don't, I don't know data and analytics. I'm not, I'm a lawyer, you know, like I don't know anything about that stuff, but if I can understand it, anyone can understand it. And I think that's a big value. And the fact that it's this smart or this intelligent or this insightful uh, component of our technology is integrated into the tools. It's not something you have to go to. It's there supporting better decision-making I think that's really unique uh, about Kila. Finally, it's just well-built. You know, sometimes there's something about having a reliable, well-built piece of technology. And I'm really proud of Kila's team and what we've been able to build with that. And I think what you've highlighted is it's, it sounds like it's also integrative, right? So that the data analytics and the information that's provided isn't necessarily only for one sole function. Would that be accurate to say? In other words, it could be used for fundraising, but the other nice piece is if you want to know more about your program or there's other decisions that utilize the same information, you're able to do that more easily. For sure. And, and, you know, I like to say we're for admin and fundraising and marketing and compliance. That's kind of our core functionality. But, you know, people use a, a database as a database as a database. So ultimately, it's the same thing. It's rows and columns in a big spreadsheet, in a, you know, in the back end, right? That's what it is. How people use it, how people engage it. We've seen our customers use it to track engagement of their stakeholders, supporters. We have, a, there's volunteer uh, management in it. And so, you know, there's a whole lot of uses and we've been able to, to make it accessible in, in, in a way that anybody who's working at an organization can engage with. So for any nonprofit organizations, regardless of size, is there a be more beneficial size per se to implement this in, in a certain environment? Or, you know, if a nonprofit is not accustomed to using technology, maybe all yeah. they have is Microsoft products and email, you know, what's the best approach or how, what would you advise to help them get comfortable with utilizing technology, let's say? Absolutely. So we're built for small to medium-sized organizations. So organizations doing less than seven, eight, nine million dollars a year, but we have organizations that do $237,000 a year and they're able to effectively leverage our technology. So I'll give you one example. Kilo has integrated forms. So you can create a donation form. You can create actually an unlimited amount of donation forms. It doesn't change your cost. And you can integrate the payment processors into it. You can make sure Kila can do your your IRS tax compliance um, automatically. You can send the receipts. It'll automatically update the CRM. It does everything. It's like, it's like almost having another person in your office doing a bunch of work and it's all automated. And okay, but the, the gut reaction might be, oh my God, it's automated. That means it's complicated. Trust me, if I can use it, anyone can use it. 
And it's super simple and super powerful. And, and I think, you know, for folks who are transitioning into the digital age, who are going through a digital transformation of their organization, both because they want to be better, but also out of necessity. I mean, we've seen fundraising, online fundraising, take up more and more percentage of total dollars given. Every year it goes up. And now you're seeing mobile online fundraising outpace web fundraising. So, you know, organizations, if they want to thrive or just survive, they need to be, be, you know, beginning and engaging with this digital transformation. So our whole tool is built where it's not scary, right? You can onboard. It's, it's, it's despite the transformative power, it's actually easy to use. Um, and that's a function of design of the way we onboard our customers. It's even a way we sell our customers and how we, you know, bring on new, 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 new um, nonprofits to the Kila community. So, so I think some, you know, my dad always told me as a kid, fear is false evidence appearing real. And I think with so many folks jumping to the to to to, to tech is actually just about that fear. Once you realize that there is tools that are accessible and powerful and can really, really increase your capacity, honestly, it's a no-brainer. And I think that's the one important piece that you've really emphasized is it, it can increase your capacity. It can increase your ability to manage things more quickly, more <laughs> precisely, and more easily. But it's just getting over that hurdle of technology and feeling like it's a big, bad wolf that you have to battle. Well, it's like you know? demystifying it. And I think we take that one step further and we can talk about data. And people are scared of the word data. Mm-hmm. Data is beautiful. Data is wonderful. It's, 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 it's something that we can use to make better decisions, to empower our organizations, to increase capacity, to raise more money, to program more effectively. And, if, and, and at Kila, we work every single day to help organizations process, and, and I don't mean process like from a technical way, I mean intellectually process their data and understand it and leverage it because it is an opportunity. And big organizations are already doing it. Whether we like it or not, they're doing it. So to make the smallest of organizations have access to such incredible and powerful tools is, is a point of pride for us at Kila. And I think that's the important thing that we want to emphasize to audiences, especially during a time like today with the COVID-19 and increasing the rate at which things happen, right? And the speed at which people need to adapt and move and change. Technology can only also help support that and make it a lot easier, right? I want to say the right technology, you know, um, and it doesn't have to be Kila. But, but being open-minded to technology that's actually there to empower you, I think is really important. To hold you with fear and to, 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 to have a grasp on you, that's bad technology. But technology that empowers you and, and lifts weight from your shoulders and lifts administrative burden, that, that, that can change organizations. I'll give you an example. We had a customer, um, an amazing music-driven nonprofit, actually here in Vancouver, and they were spending something like two or three thousand hours a year wow. on receiving and uploading into their database right and then with kila it was all automated they literally did all of it automated and they saved like you know thousands and thousands of tens of thousands of dollars but also they were freed up their volunteers and their staff could do more they could engage in things they actually wanted nobody gets into the nonprofit world to like do paperwork exactly you know it's just, it's just like why bother, right? We're, we're, we're here to, as a sector, to, to empower communities and to, to be stronger and to strengthen our democracy. And so 
if you can get that weight lifted, it really can transform an organization. And that's what digital transformation is. It's not transforming from paper to computer. It's transforming how you work and how you think. Which I think is super important that you're emphasizing that because we typically think, oh, it's transforming it from paper to virtual or electronic and then to something else, right? But you're really emphasizing it's bigger than that. And also what I like is emphasizing the positive difference it can make versus our initial sometimes gut reaction is, I don't know that I want to enter this digital phase. And what about security and all these other things that we consider are the big monsters out there, right? And by the way, the right providers should have answers to those questions, right? Like, you know, I'm not saying ignore all those things. I'm not saying don't do diligence. What I'm saying is embrace the opportunity that a tool like Kila can bring for your organization, regardless of your size, right? For a hundred, every organization can afford a hundred dollars a month. I promise you, every organization that, you know, every organization can. And if, if that can give you the, you know, we like to call Kila a data scientist in your pocket and an assistant in your pocket. Heck, I'd like a data scientist in my house, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, uh, but, but if it can do that to, to every and any organization, you know, it's, 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 it's incredible. And it's inspiring to work with the folks building it too, because they appreciate and they understand that and they build for that. Right. Um, you know, I didn't get to tell the origin story, so I will for a quick second. Um, I'm, a, I'm a recovering corporate lawyer, and I, um, I was sitting on the board of a nonprofit in Toronto uh, when I was um, just starting my legal career, and uh, we couldn't find powerful and transformative tech. We just couldn't find the right one. It was either too expensive or too crappy or something in between, and so I was like, screw it, I'll build it. Now, I knew nothing about technology, nothing, but I'd had... 25 plus years in the nonprofit sector. I was sitting on the board. I had a problem in front of me and I was like, I'm going to go out and solve this problem. And it started off the side of my desk and now it's grown into this beautiful and wonderful company full of wonderful people like, like Sam. Um, and, and, and it's an honor to serve, you know, we're in, I think we're in 10 countries now. We're in 48 States, I think in the U S and six, seven provinces here in Canada. And it's an honor because it's easy to get up for work to empower nonprofits. It, it makes the slog and the struggle and the exhaustion of running an early stage company um, easier. And, and we're really proud to be a B Corp. So, you know, social impact is at our, is in our soul. It's in our DNA. And I think, um, and, and that's another thing that makes us stand out as, as an organization. We have, our values are not only built into the people who work at Kila, but into the technology itself right? Empathy, creativity, hustle and metal, pluralism. These are values that actually see in the technology as much as in the wonderful people we work with. Well, I think what you're, and what you're emphasizing too is people need to feel like they're committed to something. They're committed to a cause. They're committed to their community. They're committed to improving something, right? And that's embodying everything that you guys are doing. And I think the other piece that you've highlighted too is that especially when nonprofit organizations may feel like they can't even think about technology right now, right? They're trying to think about their, the beneficiaries of their program. They're trying to think about fundraising. Like they have so many competing thoughts and activities that they need to focus upon. What you've highlighted is embracing transformative technology can really help to simplify things. It can help to actually create more clarity rather than making it worse, right? So Mm -hmm. use it to help 
be that beneficial tool to help and it you get more clear. It doesn't need to be scary. It doesn't need to be scary. It, it, you know, it should, if tech's making your life more complicated, you've got the wrong tech. Why has the iPhone been so successful? Because my grandmother could use it when she was alive. Like literally, my grandma could. And so um, now I'm not saying everyone who works at a nonprofit has the tech proficiency of my grandma. I want to be clear. But the idea that it's been so powerful because it's been so accessible, I think that's, that's part of the, the beauty of, of some of these new tools and solutions that are coming. And during COVID and, and, and work from home days, having something you can just click and log into from your phone or from your from your laptop is, is incredible, right? You don't have to go into the office and there's not big loud server or filing cabinets or whatever. It's all, it's all taken care of. And I think that in and of itself is a, is a, an alleviator of, 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 of suffering and struggle within organizations. And there's tons of folks that have written about burnout in the sector. If we can contribute to decreasing that even an, you know, a smidgen, that means we're going to exponentialize our customers impact and they're going to you know, change communities, right? Exactly. So I have two questions. How can, and this is specific because I think some members of our audience would be most interested in this. How mm-hmm. can they incorporate Kila into their virtual fundraising, right? Because there's a lot mm-hmm. of organizations that I talk to where they're just trying to wrap their head around how they convert from large galas and large events that were physically in person to virtual fundraisers and, creating the same emotional dynamic effect that they had. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I think the other piece that they are also concerned about is what if I don't have a robust donor base, but that's obviously what I'm trying to strive for and having more touch points and really focusing on donor management, right? Like relationship management. I'm not just going to donors asking for money whenever I need it, but really Mm -hmm. focusing on other aspects of that relationship. Mm -hmm. So how can Kila really help the nonprofits address like these two major concerns or um, barriers to, you know, why should they focus on this per se? So I think, you know, it's okay if organizations don't have massive online donor bases, that's fine. Firstly, they can grow them. Um, But, but, but you got to start somewhere, right? And if you don't count it, you can't better it right? You got to measure, right? I mean, you guys are the impact trackers. If you can't measure something, how can you talk about it? So if your donor base is two or 20 or 2,400 or 24,000, you've got to know where you start, where you stand, right? I think that's super key. And the second thing is so much. I've been both, I've been asking for money for organizations and giving money to organizations for 30 plus years. I know. When you said so you've been much. volunteering since you were three years yeah, old, right? Exactly, exactly. No, <laughs> so you were giving your parents, lunch money away. <laughs> I was. And, and my parents exploited me by taking me door to door and raising money to defer, you know, BC Cancer Agency and all these different folks. But, um, uh, but so much of engaging donors is about stewardship. And I think sometimes organizations forget that. It's about, I read, I, I, I read a piece year, a couple of years ago that said you should thank a donor for their donation five to seven times over the course of two months, three months, six months, a year. Does, I, I, I don't remember. I think it's more like a year. But the point is, it's not like sending a massive e-blast and hoping donors just trickle in. Like that's, that's not how it works. Right, you've got to, you build to cultivate them. Absolutely, you got to share your impact. You got to, you know, do what Sam does best and tell stories, right? And so, but you got to know who you're telling the stories to, who you've already told them to, you know, who's interested in what stories. 
a, a database does all that. And by the way, almost every organization has a mailing list, an email list, right? It's the, the core of it. And, and you know, you start your donor database with that mailing list. And so you got to put it somewhere and you got to track your efficacy. Is this reach out affecting my donors? Is it effective? Who should I talk to? Who's ready to give? Who hasn't been engaged in a while? Without fundraising technology, you can, honestly, like nobody can do it. It's too, there'd be a god a godly number of spreadsheets. It's insane, right? So well, what you're so also highlighting is, is you have to reach out to people in different ways because not everyone's going to respond the same way. So most people could take an a email list, spam everybody asking for money, right? And then wonder how come nobody responds. People want that in-personal touch and they want to know that it's specific to them, right? And and I think on top of that, again, you got to measure it. How many times have you sent Sam an email? I don't know. Well, that's not an answer you want to be able to hear. You want to be able to go and track that so you can know how to engage with her what she might care about, what she responded positively to when she made her last donation. And, and you can do that. And that's sustainable. You don't have to do it for each one of your 24,000 contacts. You can build reports and segments and understand that this person hasn't given for six months and this person gave in March last year and whatever it might be and build some you know, personalization, even though it's actually not that person. Right. And I think, um, and software, that's what software is for. It takes a big amount of data and makes it accessible to you right? Anybody. And so I think that's, that's an incredible opportunity. And, and I think it's a responsibility as well for our sector. It is changing like with the, you know, you know, I'm a big, you know, Kila, one of our big values you asked about online fundraising. I mean, putting up a donation form on your website, it seems like such a stupid thing to say, but so many organizations still don't have a donation page, you know, it, it, and if they do, it's like, doesn't integrate. The hand doesn't talk to the leg, right? And so it's got to integrate into your database or your spreadsheets or whatever. And why would you custom build all that when you can have some, you can create a donation form on Kila in two minutes. Two minutes. And like, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, literally two minutes. And with, with the colors and brand and all this kind of crap that Sam cares about that I don't. But, you know, um, uh, I think for, for any organization and every organization, let's, let's um, embrace that. I think the other thing that, that I'd be remiss to, to, to miss is don't go to a software provider that's skimming off the top. I really feel I struggle with that a lot. Sometimes if you can't afford it at all, then that's fine. But, you know, payment processors like Stripe and PayPal have great nonprofit rates. Don't pay 5 6%. You know, at Kilo, we don't take any, you know, rate. We, we just, whatever Stripe and PayPal or your, the credit card companies essentially take, there's nothing you can do about that. But go to a provider, whoever you choose, that's, that wants you to grow without, and, and without having to like, you know, massively benefit from it, right? And I think that's really important. And, and at Kilo, I'm really proud and I, and I fought consistently to make sure that all the donation that you can take, we don't take any of it. And so we want you to go out there and get as much donation money as possible so you can invest in your communities and not, you know, um, have to pay unfair fees. So I think what you've highlighted earlier is they pay like a monthly fee, but it's an affordable monthly fee for the usage of the tool, right? Absolutely. And rather than a percentage of total, of whatever total donations 
Absolutely. You know, some other companies otherwise focus upon, right? And look, everyone has their own model and I respect it. I just, I want to fight for my customers and make our software as accessible as possible. But I think that's fair in terms of when you're serving, right, the nonprofit community, it's what makes sense from, for those that are serving others and their community, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think having a tool that's built, there's lots of software built specifically for the nonprofit sector. So we are unique, but in that we are not the only player, but, you know, really having folks who build your software to understand our sector, that's important. Whether you go with Kila or, or any other provider, you know, going with a generic out of the box, non, not for the sector tool is, is not going to pay dividends, it's, especially for things like compliance and receiving and, and reporting and all these kinds of things that you do need the uniqueness of our sector. And I think the other benefit of what you offer is you're adding value to your client relationships and your customers and partnerships with those that have a similar passion, right? And so they're not just buying, the nonprofit organization is not just buying this tool where they're just paying a monthly fee. I think what's nice that you guys also offer ways to really expand the resources that nonprofit organizations need and partnering individuals together, which is really instrumental and key. And that's, I think, an added benefit of, you know, coming to you as well because you're focused on the nonprofit sector and giving back and have the similar heart and passion as to everyone else that you serve. And a lot of that credit is, is to Sam and her amazing team. They do incredible capacity building webinars and education and professional development and blogs and white papers and, you know, I, I could go on for, or she could go on for hours, but I think the point is that we're committed to strengthening the capacity of the sector through knowledge and through software. And are there any specific white papers or anything that you guys might want to highlight right now that you have recently worked on that individuals could be on the lookout for? I mean, if you go over to Kila's website at kila.co, and if you go into our resources, we have a whole page of tools and white papers that people can access. So anything from um, how to leverage your mailing lists um, for email marketing all the way to cost forecasting to be able to make sure that you stay on budget. So there are a few tools that nonprofits can use. And are there any specific, like in terms of next steps that people want to learn more aside from the website, know that they can watch a video, they can also schedule a demo. Um, are there any other additional ways that they can get in touch with you in terms of consultation if they feel like their specific nonprofit has specific nuances that Absolutely. they need customized? pick up the phone or send an email or whatever the, the, the thing they're most comfortable and actually have a conversation with a human being, right? Talk, talk to, to you know, we'll help you find a, a fit. And if it's not us, we'll tell you it's not us. That's one thing I really pride ourselves on is that if you're not a good fit for Kila, we, we've sent people to our competitors, to our collaborators. If, you know, we want to make sure that your organization is getting what's best for you as an organization. And, and I think, um, and that goes to those values we spoke about at the beginning, right? Kila does live our values. We really do. One other resource before I forget is we did, we did a bunch of like fundraising in the time of COVID kind of resources <laughs> that I think, <coughs> excuse me, um, a lot of folks would be um, who, who are nervous about the transition from especially like very heavy digital and very heavy, heavy digital stewardship may be able to, to be inspired by and, 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 and maybe calmed by a little bit because it's very possible and organizations can do very well during this time. So I think what I really liked is you can't manage what you don't measure, right? So you need to measure in order to manage it is one key point. And I think the other mm -hmm. aspects is 
aside from just considering Kila as a only purely a fundraising tool per se, also consider Kila in terms of other aspects that integrate into the overall management of a nonprofit organization mm -hmm. and really find the right partner in terms of the right technology to adopt and look at look into it that way because it can really save you in terms of capacity building and resources, especially when a lot of nonprofits are resource have a lot of resource constraints, right? And utilizing technology from that standpoint as to how can it help you. And especially right now when a lot of organizations need greater clarity and simplicity, don't think of it as being another thing that adds to the complication because you need to consider technology, but in fact, look at it in a different way, which is how can it help me simplify things because I have the data that's necessary for making better, more clear decisions. So, and I think, I think that's where Kila's sort of insights and in artificial intelligence and reporting and uh, really helps like data can be scary. I, I get it. Right. And so we have an incredible group of uh, a tiny little data science team that helps has built a bunch of amazing insights and, and they're an incredible group of, of people, you know, our tools, uh, respect privacy, which is super key. We, you know, we, 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 it's, as a lawyer, I find it, it's like my moral and fiduciary duty to make sure that's done. But also as a human being, I, I respect that. But we're able to build, to use your, your organization's data for you only. Or, it's not we. It's not like we, like there's a human. It's like the software does this. And so it's incredible. Data driven. Everyone talks about data-driven decisions, but it's so hard to do. So, you know, our head of uh, Kila Intelligence is a, is a young man named Lee Sutton. And, and I remember the first time we filled an entire room with post-its about how within our own tools, we could use data to help people make decisions. And what's incredible is so many of those post-its are now pieces of functionality in Kila. You know, we, our intelligence tools help uh, our customers know who's ready to give, who's how much money to ask them for, what kind of campaigns they're interested in. Uh, you know, I could go on forever, but these are practical and engaged tools that are there and available for you in everyday decision-making. The other thing that I, I'm really proud of from our intelligence team is that, <clears throat> excuse me, we have a KPIs and benchmark functionality. So you can set your goal for donor retention. I want 85%. Well, that'd be great. 85%. And, and you can see how you're doing against your own goals and how you're doing as a benchmark across the sector. And so, you know, but doing that in an accessible way, doing it in a way that's not scary, that's actually empowering. That means that no matter if you're as technologically as a Luddite as I am, you can still do it and, and you can hold yourself to that standard. You can grow and you can build capacity and you can push yourself uh, to be better and to, uh, and, and again, this is not for you or me or our customers. This is for the people they serve, right? And so um, I, I think that's, that's how we've made intelligence accessible. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm really, really proud of that. And you know, we as a valuation firm love KPIs. We love benchmarks and all the exciting stuff or what we consider to be really exciting. But I think like you highlighted is you can make it simple. You can make it easy. And, it and that doesn't mean it's not powerful. Better. Like, sure. I want to be clear, like, just because it looks simple doesn't mean there wasn't like weeks or months or years of work behind that to get it to a place that, that, that even I can use, right? And what I love too is that you're allowing your customers to also grow with you, right? This is a journey and it's a contribution. And I think you guys mentioned earlier, you're also B-certified, which also as a social enterprise and 
contribution people can really get behind too as a company. So I think that's uh, super distinct and really valuable in terms of the heart of giving, right? The passion for why we all do what we do. This is the heart of it. And that's what makes you guys really distinct there. So. Well, and it's what makes it fun to, to well, I was going to say go to work, but go to Zoom every day um, because, because, because the, the women and men who, who, who lead and run and, and work at Kila, they share the values that, that I share, but also the values of our customers. And so, um, and I think that's unique and it makes, you know, I want to buy from folks who believe this, you know, who have the same values as me, even if we disagree on certain things. As long as they're they're coming from the right place, as long as what's in their heart and what and their values are aligned and compatible, even when their conversations uh, don't always right. So disagreement is a beautiful thing as long as it's done respectfully and responsibly. And we have plenty of disagreement in our office, but it's always done with those values underneath. And and we and I think we transfer that to our customers uh, in in how we work with them every day, how we support them, how we sell to them even. Um, and I think that's. That's one of the, the many special things about Kila. Well, it gives you the warm fuzzies because that's what people want is the significance, right? The significance and the contribution and the heart of why you do what you do, right? All of us need that regardless of what we do on a day-to-day basis. So I think, you know, knowing that technology companies can have a heart and actually heart beyond just numbers and Mm. Uh, quantitative information or frameworks or things like that is super significant and important. And I think more importantly, just acknowledging this time of digital transformation and embracing it and embracing it more readily, even if we didn't in the past, now is the time to really transform. Well, now we, don't, we don't have a choice, right? We don't have a choice. And, and, and you can, you can, because we don't have a choice, you can do it with your arms crossed and a look of consternation, or you can do it with open arms and exci- get excited about it. And, and we've just chosen the latter. Like we have fun. We have too much fun. <laughs> fun um, is not a bad thing. Yeah, no, so. and it's, it's wonderful. And, and I think that. that's what adds to the, to the beauty of this team. Well, thank you both, uh, Najid and um, Sam, for joining us today. I really appreciate your time and for sharing about Kila. I know our audience is really interested in learning more about your product and looking forward to checking out your website and referring to the resources that you offered. And what I'll, I'll make a shout out, even if you're not a Kila customer or you're never going to be, those resources can help transform your organization. And so c- come, come poke around, you know, I believe so much in continued growth and development and learning and, and, and whether through software and through all this learning, uh, you know, I hope so many folks in your communities can come and, and make themselves better. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Driving Outcomes. If you'd like to listen to or download other episodes of Driving Outcomes, go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast networks. Please also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as The Mark USA. We hope you'll join us again next week for more conversations with today's leaders who are driving for results and achieving phenomenal business outcomes.
Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.